The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is again our epistle reading for this past Sunday, the fourth Sunday after the Epiphany, the worship of the wise men of the infant Jesus. We're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 8, especially verses 9 to 13, but I'll share with you the entire section, verses 1 to 13, where Paul was inspired to write, Now about food sacrifice to idols, we know that we all possess knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. The man who thinks he knows something does not yet know as he ought to know. But the man who loves God is known by God. So then, about eating food sacrificed to idols, we know that an idol is nothing at all in the world, and that there is no God but one. For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. But not everyone knows this. Some people are still so accustomed to idols that when they eat such food, they think of it as having been sacrificed to an idol. And since their conscience is weak, it is defiled. But food does not bring us near to God. We are no worse if we do not eat and no better if we do. Now, where we'll especially be focusing, Paul continues, Be careful, however, that the exercise of your freedom does not become a stumbling block to the weak. For if anyone with a weak conscience sees you who have this knowledge eating in an idol's temple, won't he be emboldened to eat what has been sacrificed to idols? So this weak brother for whom Christ died is destroyed by your knowledge. When you sin against your brother in this way and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if what I eat causes my brother to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again so that I will not cause him to fall. My dear friends in Christ, throughout this section, what God was inspiring the Apostle Paul to to say to you and to me, to the Corinthian Christians, he was saying, love your brothers and sisters in Christ and do absolutely everything that you can to show your love to your brothers and sisters in Christ. And to do that, especially with regard to those who might be weak in their faith. And as I say that, I'm always going to say, we need to recognize, of course, that there will be plenty of times in our lives when we also will be weak in our faith. As, as we look at this section, we might be inclined to hear the section and say, well, yeah, I'm someone who's strong in my faith, so I need to be especially careful for those who are weak in the faith. But as we look at this, I'll always ask people, are you a weak or a strong Christian? And the answer is yes. Sometimes I'll say that the answer is it depends on the time of day. Because as we live in this sinful world, as we struggle 
to press on to the goal that Christ won for us as we keep on fighting the good fight of faith. As we do those things, we struggle, struggle along. It's such a wonderful thing to know that our Savior wants to be with us and help us as we would fight the good fight of faith. And it's wonderful that he's with us and, and it's so important as we think of those others around us who are struggling in their faith that we love our brothers and sisters in Christ. So Paul says, be careful, however, that the exercise of your freedom does not become a stumbling block to the weak. For if anyone with a weak conscience sees you who have this knowledge eating in an idol's temple, won't he be emboldened to eat what has been sacrificed to idols? So this weak brother for whom Christ died is destroyed by your knowledge. The circumstance he's talking about, is it okay to eat meat that had been sacrificed to idols? And the bottom line on that question is, if it was sacrificed to an idol, an idol it really doesn't change the, the food in any way. It doesn't make it a part of the sacrifice in a sense, you could say, or a part of the idol worship. Christian in his freedom can say, hey, if I can buy this meat and get it at a good price, well, what's the difference? That's what a Christian can say. But what if the person who eats meat ends up causing the person who is weak in his faith and just looks at this and say, hey, this doesn't seem right. Well, the person who is the stronger believer who knows what he can do in Christian freedom is going to be careful so that he doesn't hurt or harm the fellow Christian in his faith. Well, Paul says, when you sin against your brother in this way and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Ah, there's always going to be that tendency for us to say, I have my rights. I can enjoy the Christian freedoms that I have. Well, eating meat sacrificed to idols. I, another example that sometimes people use here is with regard to having a beer or having another drink like that. And now the Bible doesn't say that that's wrong, but there are some people who might be weak Christians and, and having a drink might appear wrong to them. Their conscience doesn't enable them to see things as, well, the Bible doesn't say it's wrong to have a drink when it's done in, in moderation. But I'm never going to want to do anything that would hurt or harm a fellow Christian. I have that tendency, of course, to think I have my rights, I have my freedoms, and, and I can want to do what I want to do. I'm, but I, what I'm always going to want to do is be concerned about my fellow Christians' eternal souls. I always want to be concerned to love my brothers and sisters in Christ. Paul said, therefore, if what I if what I eat causes my brother to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again so that I will not cause him to fall. 
a strong sounding statement, but really what it does is it reminds us of the length we believers will want to go to in order to reach souls with the gospel. And that's such an important thing to keep in mind. The, the lengths that we'll go to to try to reach people because we don't ever want to turn anyone off to the gospel. What we always want to do is, well, preach the law, show people their sin and what they deserve on their own because of their sin, but then tell them about the amazing Savior God that we have. This amazing Savior who came into our world, who lived as one of us and as the God-man he went to the cross and he suffered and died there and, and paid for our sins and made it possible for us to look forward to eternal life in heaven and now in our lives we always want to be careful so that we well show our love to our brothers and sisters in Christ and we'll show our love to absolutely everyone by doing what we can to make sure people would hear about that amazing Savior so that the Holy Spirit can hopefully work on their hearts, make them believing children of God, and then work through the Word of God to build them up and strengthen them so that they would be stronger Christians in Christ. But our goal always in this life to reach more souls with the gospel, so thankful of the wonderful miracle of God that he's reached us and made us believing children of God. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for the Christian freedom we have in Christ. Help us to never use any of our freedoms in a way that would hurt or harm our fellow Christians. Rather, help us to always be working to build up and strengthen the faith of our brothers and sisters in Christ. We pray in his name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.